Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo I'm Jules, your co-host If you're new to this type of work, please start with episode one If you're an intermediate student, you can start with episode 98 And if you're advanced, go ahead and fast forward all the way to episode 200 and with me, as always, to share her insight and wisdom is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. What's up, Kelly? This is our 333rd episode. That's yes, magical, it is. Right? We forgot yes. to do this on 111 and 222, but we're going to do it on 333 because three, three, somebody three, three. pointed it out to me. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, that was Heather, my, my assistant. She pointed it out to me. She was like, are you doing anything special for 333? I was like, oh, I hadn't even thought about it (laughs) because, you know, I didn't, I don't think about these things. So we're talking about, uh, you know, ascended masters and master numbers today. And uh, we're going to talk about that, but you had a question for me uh, before that you had heard something on another podcast. I did. (laughs) Yeah. I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about, you know, the getting into the winter season and going within and all that. And just in passing, um, the person mentioned something about fairies going away for the winter and then coming back. I want to say, is it Beltane? I still get them mixed yeah. up. Okay. Beltane is, they come- is May, May 1st. So, yeah. Okay. So, right. So they come back like spring and, you know, Beltane time and all that. And, um, and so I went, well, wait a minute. Do, what is, I didn't know if this was like they get a winter break, like a vacation. And then my follow-up question was, well, wait, I'm doing like a like a weekly, hey, thank you for, you know, I've named it the Resurrection Garden because 
things that we planted, you know, three years ago, they just voluntarily come up, which is great. It's awesome. Um, and we've been feeding a lot of families between his work, my work, neighbors. We fed over like 25 families with like, oh, yeah, in, in his little bitty garden. It just it just keeps going. And so my question was, you know, do I keep do I pause on the weekly little, you know, milk and honey I set out for him while they're on vacation? You know, and do I, then I start it up or what do I do? Because last thing I want to do is piss off some, you know, fairies. <laughs> so first off, you've got to stop thinking of fairies as people. They are expressions of nature, right? They are interconnected with the energy of the world. They are interconnected with the energy of the land. And so to say that they go on vacation is really an inaccurate statement, right? They are expressions of the land. So like elementals, you can say, oh, an elemental is the element, right? It's fire, it's earth, it's wind, it's you know, whatever, right? Uh, water, that's the word I was looking for. Yes, I knew <laughs> brain. Uh, so the, you know, elementals, you, you can see that with them, right? But fairies are the same. They're, they're connected to the land in such an integral way that the idea that they would leave their land is, is really not right. Fairies don't leave their land, right? Um, they're, they're interconnected with their land. Now, some of them go dormant in the winter or get, you know, go slow is probably the better way of putting it. You know, they'll, they'll sleep more and do less and, you know, they, they cycle with the land cycle, Right. So here in Panama, my pixies don't sleep. My fairies don't sleep. They don't do that because, you know, the land is open and up and all the time. Right. There is no fall. There's no winter. You know, it's just all the time the same. We have a dry season. We have a wet season, but it's all, you know, things grow year round. Now, if you're dealing with fairies in a seasonal space, then yes, they, they do tend to cycle with the seasons, but it's not that they leave the land. And so in regards to your offerings, you know, I would ask the fairies because you don't know which fairies are doing the work for you. So, you know, how do you, how do you do it? You go talk to the fairies and say, Hey, are you guys sleeping? Cause I don't want to leave food out. That's going to go to waste. If you're, if you're sleeping, you know, and have that conversation with them. But you're in the South, so you guys get cold, but you don't get that cold, right? No, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, our coldest time, if we're going to have it, is going to be like January, February. So, like right now, I mean, we still have our garden. We're growing tomatoes and all that. So, we yeah, have a literally, yeah, so I'm like, yeah. mm, so for me, it's, but like, so we can, except for that time, like in January, February, but still, we, depending on the temperatures and all that, we may be planting, you know, because, you know, we plant potatoes in, in uh, January and all. But like, say, if I lived in Alaska and it's like, you know, winter is dark winter, you know, they may be more dormant. So I, maybe the idea was there's not a lot for them to do, you know. So like you said, they were sleeping more. Alaska's going to have different fairies because it's naturally really cold all the time, right? So the fairies there aren't, aren't going to be as weather dependent, um, they're going to be a hardier version of fairy that doesn't, you know, they're just going to be different fairies, right? You know, I, a good good rule of thumb is just ask them, you know, <laughs> you know, and maybe you know if they're gonna if they're gonna stay inside a lot, which they might choose to do. Uh, um, you 
they might say, hey, leave it at this place. So it's easier for them to get to than it in front of your house or whatever. But, um, you know, talk to them and see what they say. You've clearly got a good relationship going with them because they're rocking your garden, man. They are rocking. I, it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, ridiculously good. And kind of when I when I was thinking about it, and actually last time I, done, I do it every Friday. So I remember after I put the trash out, I go do their, their milk and honey. So that way it's a trigger and I remember. Um, and so when I did that, I was like, hmm. And I just kind of sat with the thought and the I'm going to say the answer that I got back was, no, 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 we're here year round. We still do stuff, you know, because we have different things that even, you know, we have like some, um, I'll say woods next to us. Well, there's different stuff in there that actually blooms in the winter. Right. You know, so we're. And that's what I was saying is I, yeah. I, I was like, I've never heard of fairies like going on vacation. I, that That's news to me. Never heard that one before. So. Talking about vacation, but not really a vacation. Um, somebody's going on walkabout here soon. Yes. So my assistant, Heather, informed me yesterday that she is leaving on Saturday for her own walkabout. And she she only told me because she was going to be logging in from different places around the country. And she was like, if you see a random login, it's me. Don't worry. I'm like, okay. And um, so she's going to be going across the Southwest and making her way east uh, and down through, you know, I don't even know. She doesn't know where she's going because, you know, she's she has a general idea of where it starts. And then she's going to go where the, where the uh, spirits take her. And so uh, I asked her if it was okay for me to put it out that she uh, was doing this. And if anybody wanted to, to meet up with her or put her up on her journey that uh, they could reach out to us. And and so actually I'll have you reach out direct to her at heather at kellysparta.com. And if you're interested in hosting a pilgrim on her walkabout, uh, on her spiritual pilgrimage, and um, or, you know, sharing a meal with her or coffee or whatever on her journey, uh, you know, send send an email to her and let her know and, and uh, tell her where you are so that she can, uh, you know, swing through and let you know when she's in town. Uh, she is going to be doing some sort of uh, journal of it, like I did my live journal back in 2000. She's, I, I talked to her about TikTok. I'm like, you know, TikTok's easy because you can record it, but she'll she'll be publishing them after she leaves the place that she's in, just because she feels like that's safer. But um, so you know, if you think you're going to ask, you know, just at the moment that the thing is published, she'll be gone by then. So so make sure you tell her in advance. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we're going to keep track of her journey as we go. But yeah, if you'd like to host her, Heather at KellySparta.com. That's going to be really, really cool. Maybe she, we, you know, she'll have like her own YouTube channel or something. And, you know, I'm trying to get her to do it. Cause you know, that'd be awesome. Well, at the very least, it'll be good for her to follow her own journey. You know, I, I now get to look back at mine and, uh, I get to see my journey, um, through the eyes of the journal that I kept, you know? And so it reminds me of things that I might've forgotten, right? That's so neat. All right. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, ascended masters and master numbers today. Yeah. So I want to start with the master number thing. Okay. Master numbers. Going to be a master class and master numbers. Yeah. The master class and master numbers is um, multiple numbers or repeated numbers or the spirit guides trying to get your attention and, 
spending way too much time trying to interpret them and figure them out and, and, and say, oh, well, this means that and that means that and that means that is really just resistance to having a conversation with your guides. So the numbers are just a tap on the shoulder. They're not meant to be the message. Okay, so if I see one one ones and I I've even forgotten what the thingy is, you know, 12, each of them means eleven. Yeah, whatever, means a yeah. thingy. Okay. Yeah, people have made up all sorts of things that they mean, and I'm like, mm, okay. Every time I look at it, I go, ugh, <laughs> because it's not. It, the numbers are there to make you pay attention. They're not there to be the message. So just talk to your guides. When the numbers show up, they're going, they're going, Hey, 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 right. That's, that's really what it is. That's the sum total of what I have to say about master that's numbers. <laughs> short, sweet to the point. Got it. Short, sweet, to the point. Does numerology exist? Is it valid? Yes. But that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about angel numbers and master numbers and all that stuff. All right. Yeah, it's fine. So yeah, that, that's all I have okay. to say. So, um, <laughs> On ascended masters. Yeah, ascended masters. What, what kind of ascended masters are we talking about? Well, so ascended masters is is a blanket term, right? It's okay. a blanket term for anyone who is uh, who who has reached a certain level of understanding and has crossed over to the other side of the veil, right? Or who has never arrived on this side of the veil. They may not be. They may not have ever been incarnated. So, but the idea is that they have ascended up, right? to to be uh, to be wise right and that they're wise and they provide you with advice christ is an example of an ascended master buddha is an ascended master muhammad is an ascended master right these are these are the the sorts of things right so um you know there are lots of different ones you know like um uh confucius right would be considered an ascended master these are the types of things that you're talking about and so you know why do we care right so the you can tap into the energy of ascended masters and get wisdom they have evolved to a state where they're they're more like a morphic field than like a person okay so to remind you guys we haven't talked about morphic fields in a while so a morphic field is the energy of a of a archetype generally um it, it doesn't have to be but morphic field is is the energy of something right um so, like, we have an aura, which is our personal morphic field, right? If you have a group of people, there is a morphic field to that group of people. There's also a morphic field to the energy of, say, marriage or love or, you know, anything else that you can think of, any archetype, right? Ascended masters, when you tap into them, they're, they're more like a morphic field than like a person, and so, while they do have a communication to have with you, unlike if you tap into the morphic field of, say, love or marriage or something like that, there's no personality associated with it. But the, the Ascended Masters are a morphic field with personality. It's probably the best way to put it. Okay? Um, so, they do actually interact with you when you have the conversation. And so, I can hear people going, well, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do you do anything? How do you do magic? With intention. 
Yes, you intend to do it, right? So you, you open yourself up and you reach out energetically and you're like, I want to talk to this ascended master and they come back and they talk to you and you don't believe it because you don't believe yourself and you don't trust yourself and you think you made it up in your head and you when you're talking to them, if you're smart, you'll say, okay, I feel like I'm making this up in my head. Can you tell me something that's true that will surprise me that I could not know myself? And then that's how you get it to be understood that you were actually talking to somebody and not just, you know, having a fantasy conversation in your head because you can't surprise yourself. So it'd be something new I would learn about myself or like that no, nobody else knows. Something that you can, you can um, verify outside, right? It's like, tell me something I don't know that will, that, that I, I can easily discover, right? Yeah. Or something that will surprise me in, in your explanation to me about how this, some, this X thing works, right? Yeah. So when you're talking, do you also feel their energy around you? So the Ascended Masters aren't around me. So to, to imply that they're around you would be to say that they're surrounding you. And that's not exactly accurate. You're reaching out. I kind of see it as reaching out into space, not exactly space, but like astral space and tapping into the energy of the person that I want to talk to. So, so it's not like, like when I, when, um, when my spirit guides are around, I, I feel them like I feel their energy, but this is going to feel differently or could feel differently. Okay. Let me be clear. Sometimes an ascended master will come to you and talk to you. Like I, 20 years ago, I was told by somebody that I was getting uh, educated by a fifth dimensional monk on how to work in the fifth dimension in my sleep for, for like two months that I was being educated in my sleep on that. Um, I never had any memories of it, but you know, I do a lot of things now that I can't explain. So probably. Right. Um, and um, so sometimes they'll come to you if there's something that they need you to do or need you to know, or you have a soul contract that says that you get this education at this time or whatever, right? Um, so if that's the case, then you may feel them around you like your guides, okay? But if you're going to them to ask for a piece of advice or to, you know, try and do something, um, then, then you're not going to feel them around you. You're going to go to them, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like physical reality, right? It's like if somebody wants to come and see you, if they want you to do something for you, they come to you. If you want them to do something for you, you go to them. Same idea. Okay. So what kind of different um, ascended masters are there? Do they like specialize in different things? And are like, how do I know who I need to talk to? Like, I'm thinking of like a phone directory or I'm looking for a doctor or something. And I need to know what kind of doctor I need. In my brain, I'm like, I need to know what kind of master I, I need to talk to, or do I just go, hey, I have a question, y'all, and and then it gets like, poof, and it's filtered, and it goes to the right person, or the right master. <laughs> okay, so that's a great question, and you are far enough along in your, your educational journey to answer it, so I'm going to throw it back to you and, and tell me which answer is true and why. That's going to be... I'm going to ask it to the universe because I trust in the universe that I'm going to get that. It's going to go to who, what, when, where it needs to go to, and I'm going to get the answer. So the actually who, it's not important that I know who responds. It's the answer that is important. And so I trust in the universe that the answer is coming from 
or the answer is the one that I need and that it's not really important who, what, when, where. Yes, I will agree with that. And I will say that the first, the first answer was also correct if you believe that you need to know who the person is, right? So this is the thing about magic and we're going to teach you about magic today, right? If you believe that you have to know who you need to talk to in order to get the right person because you're a control freak and you need to know, right? Then you will need to know, right? But the the thing is, is that you're limiting yourself to who you actually know exists. And so therefore you're going to get not necessarily the best answer from not necessarily the best person because you don't know who else might be there who might have had a better answer, right? So this is, again, we, we talk about this. Um, we've talked about it periodically, not nearly enough. So I'm going to bang it home today. Um, the quality of the questions you ask in your life determine the quality of the answers you get and the quality of the life that you lead. And so if you ask basic ass questions with limited responses and with an, an assumption that you have to know everything, you will live a very limited life and you will get very limited and possibly not correct answers because you are limiting the universe through your question. Okay. So if it's a, say like an example for a basic question, um, I don't know if this is one or not. What am I supposed to do next? That one is a basic question, but it's a basic question without direction. The supposed to do assumes that you don't have volition, right? So it's assuming that you don't get a choice. What am I supposed to do next? Tell me what to do next. That's a collapsed state question, right? You are asking that question, not from a state of surrender, but from a state of helplessness. Mm -hmm. So I would be in my victim. Yes. So a better question would be to say, okay, I want X, Y, Z. Not how to get there, but what I want is an end result. I want to, you know, have uh, the love of my life. I want to have plenty of money to do anything I want. And I want to be in good health. Show me the next step to take to get to those things or better for my highest and best good. Right? That is a power question as opposed to a collapsed question. Right? And so how you take that to an ascended master is... You, you take it to the Ascended Master and you say, so Ascended Masters are not about the what. They're about the beingness, usually, in my experience. And so you don't ask them, what's the next step? You ask them, who do I need to be? And, ha- and, and what do I need to do in order to become that person? What do I need to let go of? Because it's usually what we need to let go of that's in the way of us becoming that next person. What do I need to let go of? What do I need to cultivate in order to become the person that is going to be the person who gets me to the places I want to go, right? Because it's not just what are the steps I need to take, but it's how do I need to see myself differently, right? So, uh, I do some business coaching for a, a client who is, you know, spiritually oriented business owner. And she came to me and she said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not making as much money as I want to make. I can't seem to break through. I'm overworked. I'm overdone. Da, 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 da. And I looked at her and I said, okay, you are still seeing yourself as a virtual assistant and you're doing all this virtual assistant stuff, but you're actually a 
really powerful online business manager and you are doing too many things. You need to, what's the one thing that you do that you like the most that will give you the, the lifestyle that you want and allow you to get where you want to go? And she said, well, I love to do launches because I can do them and then take a break. And I'm like, great. Okay. So we retooled her business to be, to be all about launches. And then before we ever got the website up, okay, she still hasn't gotten the website up. Right? It's been like two months since we started this conversation. She went to a conference like two and a half, three weeks ago and came back and she has a contract to work with another coach's clients doing launches for them. And I asked her, I was like, how many people are we talking? How much money? And she, you know, I asked her, is it $60,000 a year? Is that what, that what this deal is worth? And she's like, that's a good start, but it'll probably be more than that from one client because she got clear about what she does. Hasn't even gotten the website up yet, right? Already got the deal. Okay, this is what we're talking about. She became the new version of herself. She up-leveled her identity. She let go of the idea that she was this person who was struggling to get through, that she was an assistant, just an assistant, right? And now she's stepped into this more powerful space in herself and go figure, she manifested money out of nowhere. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere, right? Literally, let go of those. Business, yeah, yeah. Let go of those uh, limiting beliefs. Yes, and she got clarity. Yes, if this business works out, it will actually be enough to make her entire living on, and then she can do more to expand. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's awesome. That's that's manifesting. You know what you what you really want. Yes. So if you're going to go talk to the Ascended Masters, this is the sort of thing you talk to them about. You're like, okay, what, what is in the way? What do I need to see? What belief structure, what assumption, what way of being, what, you know, what is it that is in my way? Or what part of myself have I not cultivated yet? Right? So like, uh, I don't know, like five years ago, so seven years ago, one of my students looked at me and said, well, you know, if you're so good at this, why haven't you made a lot of money at it? And I looked at him and I said, you presume that I've ever made that my goal. <laughs> like, and it was never my goal. I was trying to learn what I do, you know, learn all my stuff, do all my work. And if I had enough money to pay my bills, that was fine, you know? And, and you know, he, he galvanized me in that moment. And I was like, hey, why hasn't it been a goal? You know, because isn't it taking care of myself to make more money and to have enough for extra and savings and, you know, security and all the things? And I was like, yeah, maybe I should focus on that. And that's when I started getting clear about my business and getting focused on what I was doing. And that's when the business took off. And that's when I started actually making money. And, you know, I was like, oh, hmm, yeah, looking at it. Good. <laughs> But, but, but before, that wasn't your focus. It wasn't. Your, your was focus was... Right. Yeah. I wanted enough to, you know, I, I wanted enough money to get by and to make things happen. But honestly, my, my first priority during that time was doing my own work. And so, you know, go figure. The money wasn't the, 
wasn't the priority. And I also had to, I'll be honest, I also had to get my, my finances in order because I wasn't focusing on my money in a lot of ways. I hadn't been paying my taxes or filing my taxes or any of that. And so I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. I got to get that done too. So, you know, that was probably 12 years ago now. Um, so I started to get that done before I started to get, you know, before I talked to him. But, um, you know, these are the things that sometimes you have to have somebody else bring it up to you and point it out to you and say, oh, you know, there's this. And sometimes we're just attached to a way of being, right? So the way of being might be, you know, the drama we have around, you know, so we'll go back to the finances thing, the drama we have around, you know, being poor and the, you know, oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills, blah, 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 right? There's, there's, an, there's an addiction to that energy, right? Any sort of drama, there's addiction to that drama. And so we have to look at that and we have to say, okay, where am I addicted to the drama? Where is the drama showing up in my life? And what do I get out of that drama, right? So all of these things are things that the Ascended Masters can talk to you about. Think about it this way. Ayahuasca is the physical version of an ascended master in a way it's not exactly the same thing but it's damn close right so it shows you what you don't know about yourself right so it shows you the pieces that it it brings things together it shows you what you're missing it shows you what you need to know it shows you you know parts of yourself that you haven't addressed you know all the things Ayahuasca is very similar to Ascended Masters in that way. And I I would imagine the Ascended Masters, they don't, you know, stand on pomp and circumstance like, oh, you must worship me, blah, 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 blah. You know, like, it's not, you don't have to have this big foo-foo. Yeah, that that would be, you know, different. That's not like, oh, I have to make this big altar and, you know, all this, like, foo-foo stuff. That's like, mm mm-mm. Ascended Masters energy exists because they exist as people, right? Gods get their energy from the people who worship them. And that's why they insist on altars and offerings and things like that. Okay? So their energy, if nobody, if nobody worships them, they don't die, but they also don't have any power, right? They diminish, right? very small and they have no power. So the gods want more followers because that's how they get their power. That's how they have the energy to do thing, right? And so the ascended masters don't operate in that way. What you're describing is is how gods operate, right? No. Cuz I've I've on a I don't know where I I heard I I probably I may have dreamt it, I don't know. <laughs> cuz so, cuz sometimes my my living and then my sleep it's like Wait, I dreamt that? That really didn't happen? Okay, got it. They cross over. Um, you know, where they were, you know, standing, I was being told that, oh, well, no, you have to do this and this and this to talk to them. I'm like, you don't know me. I just go, hey, y'all, <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> okay. In my country ass accent, I go, hey, y'all, I don't know your names. I don't know what everybody does. It doesn't matter. You're, you know, you're, you're helping. I know you're going to take care of me. I know you have my back. Okay, you know, what's, what's, what's blah, 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 blah that I need help with? You know, so if I can talk to them like that, and I, I'm still here, and trust me, they talk back, and they're like, oh, and they, they smack me up the head when I am step off the path. Woo! I'm like, because 
no, no, no. That's not what we told you. Get back over here. And I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, things go much easier. You know, I, I find when I'm like, when I'm listening, I'm like, yep, yep, yep. yep. All right, cool. And then it's kind of like, I take a wrong left turn. It's like, ah, 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 get back on the path. I'm like, okay, I got it. So this, it's very neat. It's very neat. So what is going to be your Kellyism for, for the uh, master numbers, ascended masters, ascended master numbers, <laughs> all of all of the things. The questions about fairies. Yeah. Yes. What are we going to say? The journey is the end point. All right. Well, there you have it, kids. That's all the time that we have for today, folks. And tune in next week when Kelly adds another chapter to your guide into energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everybody. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone. But feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving, wondering where my spirit will. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.